the Girl Crush Podcast. Some theme music. She has so many funny lines right up Reese's alley. I love her even more. It's underrated. I had no idea. Fell in love with her performances in the 90s. Supreme. Clearly, she has guts. Whiskey teacups, also known as Sass. Full two cups of whiskey. It's also known as like a classic. Forgot how much I love this movie. I completely agree. This is exactly what we had in mind. So on point. So on point. Hello and welcome to Girl Crush Podcast. I'm Allie. And I'm Anne. We love Reese Witherspoon, so this season we're watching all of her movies and ranking them. If you want to give us your thoughts, be sure to connect with us on Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod. And as always, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. On today's episode, we'll be talking about Hot Pursuit. This movie was released in 2015, and Reese plays a character named Rose Cooper. You can rent Hot Pursuit on Amazon Prime. And in this movie, by the book, Cop Rose ends up on her own escorting the widow of a drug lord, trying to get her to a trial on time, but ends up on the run from the cartel and her fellow cops. If you haven't seen this movie, now is your time to pause and go watch it because from here on out, there will be spoilers. And I feel like this movie is not a necessity to watch. If you are in the mood for something very dumb, like dumb humor, I mean, Mm -hmm. then this is a good one, but I don't, I wouldn't call it like a must watch. How about you? I think I liked it a little bit more than you, but I, I agree. I think you need to be in the mood for it. It's like, it's a lot of slapstick, funny, comedy yes but uh, we'll get more into it i think yeah I, I i agree with you it's not a must watch but nothing wrong with it if you'd like it yeah also we have to say this is our 100th episode <gasps> oh my god i can't believe it it's so crazy 100 episodes of girl crush wild who would have thought who would have thought we've come a long way from recording on your couch <sighs> on like new year's day feeling so awkward recording <laughs> oh yes And that was New Year's Day of 2020. Yes. Oh my God. We've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Just want to say we did start our podcast before the pandemic. We did. This is not a (laughs) pandemic project. Okay. Everyone during the pandemic was like nicely. (laughs) But we made this choice before the pandemic started. (laughs) There's all those memes about like pandemic podcasts or people who who are so bored. No. We just had great timing with a a global pandemic. It just worked out. Exactly. Silver linings. We'll also say if you are a longtime listener or first time caller for us (laughs) and you would like to support Girl Crush Podcast, we have launched on a platform called Buy Me a Coffee, which is not where you actually buy us a coffee, but it is about the price of a coffee to support the podcast. So you can make a one-time donation of $3, $5, Maybe you want to be a mysterious benefactor more than that. That's great too. You can also subscribe to be a podcast sponsor at different tiers for monthly contributions ranging from 3 to $15 a month as well. And those come with varying levels of rewards. We would love to have your support. There's a lot of things that Allie and I want to do for this podcast. We're just getting started, I would say, here in our two and a half years doing this. Yes, exactly. So if you'd like to do that, you can visit buymeacoffee.com slash girlcrushpod. Today's episode is brought to you by Above Able, a woman-owned online boutique that focuses on dressing the woman who does it all and giving the gift of confidence. We both have items from Above Able and we love them. You can see a reel of our outfits on our Instagram. You can also check out Above Able at aboveable.com or on Instagram at aboveableshop. Use code WELCOME22 for 10% off. So to get in the plot of Hot Pursuit, we rated this a 6 out of 10. Yeah, not great, not terrible. There's been a lot worse. We didn't really choose like a heavy hitter for a hundredth episode. We were like, well, it's a (laughs) hundredth. Business as usual. Business as usual. You know what? 
we didn't realize this was going to be our hundredth episode because we didn't we haven't been counting down to a hundred episodes since we planned out our season. And we had, you know, we've had bonus episodes too. Right. So, it's a little malleable. Yeah. Yeah. Things shift. It's okay. Yeah. We're flexible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, hundredth episode. Six out of ten on plot for hot. <laughs> what are you pursuit. gonna do about it? <laughs> what are you gonna do? So we meet Rose Cooper, played by Reese, who's a policewoman who's super dedicated to the job. She works in the evidence locker and she takes it very seriously. And she like just lives by the book. I do have to say, if I were in law enforcement, evidence locker is where it's at. Can you imagine all the strange stuff that you see in an evidence locker? Yeah, but also like a lot of gross stuff. I mean, yeah, but... You get to see it all, but you're kind of still removed from everything. Mm. You know, I think I'd be yeah. into the evidence locker life. It's very organized. Everything has a bit. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I could see you rocking the organizational skills in an evidence locker. They'd be like, wow, yeah. nothing would ever get lost. Talk about a Reese and Home Edit collab. Evidence <laughs> locker. Get acrylic bins in there. Come on. You'd be go- like expensing stuff at the container store. <laughs> Be like, oh, this is the perfect size for a handgun. Be like, man, we have to let you go for your... (laughs) You've gone over budget on the containers. Again. Again. (laughs) Oh, I love that. That's so great. So we hear a news story about a cartel leader, Cortez, who's being arrested. Rose is called into her captain's office and meets a marshal. They tell her that a top lieutenant in the cartel named Riva and his wife are going to testify against this cartel leader, Cortez, and they ask Cooper to come along basically as a chaperone for the wife. We also learn a little bit of background about Cooper. The reason she's in the evidence locker right now and not necessarily on the front lines is she's known in the industry for tasing someone who then caught on fire (laughs) after he yelled shotgun and she did not realize that that was him claiming the front seat. (laughs) So they use her name as a verb like around the precinct. (laughs) They say like if you mess something up basically like, oh, you Coopered that because her last name is Cooper. (laughs) Anna's so tickled. I'm so tickled. Yes. So Rose and another officer go to pick up the Rivas, who are a little bit unsure about testifying and going into witness protection. By the way, Mrs. Riva is played by Sofia Vergara. As Rose and Mrs. Riva are upstairs, like, packing a bag for her, they hear gunshots downstairs, so Rose goes to investigate. And there's two masked people and two other people come in with guns, and they're kind of confused on why they're both there trying to shoot the Rivas, like there are two different groups of intruders. The lieutenant who's there tells Cooper to go to the car to get back up, but then he's killed, so now she's all alone. The intruders start searching the house, so Rose commandeers the Riva's car with Mrs. Riva in it and speeds away, basically trying to save her. She's like so by the book, she's like, I am commandeering your vehicle. I'm commandeering your vehicle. (laughs) Yes. So funny. As they drive away, Rose reveals to Mrs. Riva that her husband is dead, and Rose also gives her a phone asking her to call for backup because she dropped her radio at the house, but the phone flies out of the car, which is a convertible. They stop, and Mrs. Riva tries to walk away from her because she doesn't really take Rose seriously, so Rose, in an effort to try to keep Mrs. Riva safe, handcuffs them together so that she can't run away. When the intruders were there, Rose had noticed an identifying mark on one of them, like a Texas Longhorn, and she reports it when she calls in for backup. Detective Hauser and another cop come to pick her up, and Rose is excited at first, but then she realizes they arrived way too quickly for them to be responding to the call from wherever they would have been. And she also notices that Hauser has a longhorn tattoo. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) But she's already in the car with them, and now she realizes that they are two of the gunmen. 
So Rose and Mrs. Riva, in an effort to get them to pull over, describe periods in great detail to them <laughs> so that they will stop and let them go to the bathroom. Classic comedy trope. The yep. lady talk escape route. Exactly. So the ladies escape out of a bathroom window and Hauser and Dixon see them driving away in Mrs. Riva's car. Rose is like in denial that they're bad cops and thinks that there must be some sort of explanation. As they're driving, the car breaks down, of course, and they find out that the police think that they're fugitives. Even though, like, right, she's still just trying to get Mrs. Riva to the trial they're supposed to be testifying yeah. at, right? Yeah. yeah. I the mean, and morning. to get her away from there safely. Yeah. So a truck hits their car because they're broken down in the middle of the road, and cocaine goes everywhere. <laughs> Rose is immediately super high. They get the trucker to drop them off at a gas station where they see the bad guys approaching. So they hide in a trailer that's attached to a truck and ride in it until it just stops at a house. Meanwhile, Mrs. Riva has been lugging around this, like, giant suitcase, and Rose discovers that it's full of shoes, which were gifts from her brother. And the ladies agree to be nicer to each other and try to trust each other more. When the car finally pulls over, Rose goes to commandeer the truck, but the driver pulls a gun on them. So they claim that they're lovers, essentially to try to distract him from calling the cops. Another, like, comedy trope, I feel like. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Cute slow-mo of Rose and Mrs. Riva getting all handsy with each other, and the guy gets, like, so distracted that he accidentally shoots his own finger off. (laughs) And Rose convinces him to go to the ER to get his finger reattached instead of calling the cops. And this guy is Jim Gaffigan, (laughs) which does make it more funny. He's like, that's my banjo hand. (laughs) I mean, it's stupid, but it's funny. It's stupid, but it's funny. Again, you, you just have to be in the mood for this kind of movie. It's like... Comedy tropes that you're so used to seeing. It's not even really smart comedy. No. So if you're in the right mood, it's like you will find these scenes funny. Any comedy is smarter than Little Nicky, but it's not smart comedy. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) So they decide to take another truck that's on the property and they drive away when all of a sudden a face appears from the bed of the truck. (laughs) I jumped because I'm a baby. (laughs) So there's this guy who's drunk And going in and out of consciousness, and Rose notices that he has an ankle monitor on him, which means they could be tracked. They go to cut off his ankle monitor, and he wakes up. He recognizes them from TV, and again, they're being, like, advertised as fugitives. They're wanted by the police. Mm -hmm. Rose asks if he can help them lay low until the trial the next day, and the guy, whose name is Randy, suggests a casino on a Native American reservation because police won't have jurisdiction there. He says he'll help them because he knows what it's like when someone doesn't want to hear your side of the story. So he suggests that he drive and they lay in the bed of the truck since they're being looked for. As they're in the back of the truck, Rose and Mrs. Riva end up bonding a little bit. And Rose kind of discloses that she's always been trying to live up to her dad's reputation. He was also a police officer. While they're driving along, of course, there's a police checkpoint where they're specifically stopping cars to look for Mrs. Riva and Rose. (laughs) And we see the bad cops there keeping an eye out for them too. So Mrs. Riva and Rose find a deer head in the back of the truck, because what else would be in the back of the truck, and a blanket, and they disguise themselves with these things and walk past the checkpoint in a field. They are not quiet at all. It is so infuriating to me. Yeah, I know. I'm like, what? It's, they're not being, it's stupid. Like, obviously, nothing about this movie is realistic, but this part, I'm like, could you just be quieter? Could you at least whisper? You guys could have just crawled and it would have been fine. Right. Like, it's giant grasses. There's a big field. Yeah. And it's like a noisy checkpoint, you know? Yeah. It's not quiet. Exactly. (laughs) Right. 
Oh, man. So they catch up with Randy and they go to this hotel. Rose goes to talk to Randy and he's in his room naked. So she's like super awkward. (laughs) He asks her to dinner, but she says that she can't have dinner with a felon because remember he had an ankle monitor on. Mm -hmm. He reveals that he was actually convicted for beating up his sister's boyfriend who'd been abusing her. So obviously now she kind of has sympathy for him. Yeah. He's amused by her intensity and they end up kissing. Rose finds out from Mrs. Riva that she never had any intent to testify. She just wanted to get away from her husband and start over. She also finds out that Mrs. Riva's suitcase full of shoes is not just shoes, but they're made of gold and diamonds, and it's worth $4 million. And Mrs. Riva is actually out for revenge on the cartel leader who had killed her brother in Colombia. Can you imagine having a shoe made of diamonds? No. (laughs) I literally cannot imagine. Like That's crazy. Having just a diamond ring on my finger makes me nervous. And this lady's like right. lugging so, around like, a suitcase of diamond shoes with her. Yeah, four million bucks. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> just then, Dixon and Hauser, the bad cops, knock on the door. A chase ensues in the casino. Randy ends up beating Hauser up. And as Rose runs away, she's like, I'll call you to Randy. And he asks how she'll find him. And she says she'll run his plates. <laughs> and he's like, I'd like that. And I think that's my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's cute. So outside, Rose and Mrs. Riva board a senior tour bus. Flashback to Sandra Bullock and Ben Affleck in Forces of Nature, where <laughs> they also get on a senior tour bus. Yup. So Hauser and Dixon pull up next to the bus and they pull a gun out. And Rose and Mrs. Riva end up driving the bus and they're still handcuffed together. They basically are like shooting at Hauser and Dixon as they're trying to drive away. Mm-hmm. And now I'm reminded of speed. Yes. In a much different way. But, you know, driving a big bus, bad guy chasing you. (laughs) Totally. There's guns and speed. Yeah. Meanwhile, the seniors aboard the bus are just having a grand old time. (laughs) They have, like, matching shirts. I love it. I love it. They seem so unconcerned. They're like, this is just part of it. When they finally stop, Mrs. Riva punches Rose in the face. And when Rose comes to, she sees her walking away with the other two intruders who had been at the house in the beginning. And she says they were never going to kill her husband. They were just supposed to kidnap her so she could get away. She handcuffs Rose to the bus and leaves with these guys. We flash forward and see Rose back at the precinct with her boss, who says they got Hauser and Dixon. And Rose thinks she failed, but her boss says she's cleared of all her charges and says basically, like, forget about all this. Like, don't try and go after Mrs. Riva and whatever she's doing. Mm -hmm. Cortez is released since there's no witnesses left. And Mrs. Riva goes to his daughter's quinceanera. Rose wants to stop her, so she follows her there and shows up dressed as Justin Bieber. This is actually hysterical because she she honestly pulls it off. Like, it's like Amanda Bynes and she's the man. And Reese Witherspoon is this, like, petite five-foot-one-inch lady. So when she dresses up as a teenage boy, she looks like a teenage boy. Wait, and I think this is your week for a Sunday-style spotlight. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you do her as Justin Bieber as the Sunday Star Star? <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, if, yes. If you're new with us, for every movie or most movies, we try to recreate a look from the movie, and we post it on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. And usually we're trying to, like, recreate a hairstyle or some fashion if it's, like, a 90s movie or something like that. <laughs> And that's the right look from this movie. Oh, my gosh. If my coworkers ever follow us on Instagram, <laughs> I'm going to have so much explaining to do. 
I know. Literally only one person at my job knows I have a podcast. So <laughs> everyone so else, funny. I would I would also be like, <laughs> oh, so Rose catches up with Mrs. Reva. She's like, don't kill Cortez. Instead, you should wear a wire and we can get him to admit to killing your brother so that we can put him away for good. Rose gets kicked out, so then she dresses up as a waitress so that she can sneak back in. When all of a sudden, she sees her boss, the captain there. Mm. And this is the guy who had, you know, told her, don't worry about this. Like, don't go after Mrs. Reva. Forget about everything. Yep. And he pulls a gun on her. So we're like, another bad cop? What? (sighs) Betrayed. I know. A big chase ensues. She accuses him of working for the drug lords. And she pours a drink on him and then tases him so that he catches on fire and says, you just got coopered. Then sprays him with a fire extinguisher, hits him over the head, runs away. (laughs) Mrs. Riva ditches the wiretap idea and meets with Cortez privately. They both end up pulling a gun on each other. And Rose busts into the room. Mrs. Riva drops her gun and ducks. Cortez shoots and Rose jumps in front of Mrs. Riva and shoots back at Cortez. She arrests him. But Mrs. Riva, like, won't let it go, and she pulls a gun on him again. Rose is, you know, trying to get her not to shoot, says she's going to end up in jail. Like, they have him. There's no reason for her to shoot at this point. Mm -hmm. And then we see that Cortez had another tiny gun in his sleeve, and he got it out, and it's now behind his back. And just as Mrs. Riva decides to lower her weapon, he goes to shoot her, and Rose has amazing reflexes and instincts, and she pulls her gun first and shoots and kills him. And Mrs. Riva is like, are you kidding me? Like, why are you the one who got to kill him? (laughs) That's what she's been wanting this whole time. Flash forward, Rose picks up Mrs. Riva from jail, who just served three-month sentence for obstruction of justice. And now Rose has kind of fixed her reputation, and she's now associated with taking down Cortez instead of the taser incident. It's so funny when she goes to pick up Mrs. Riva. She's like, hello, Mrs. Riva. You've got to be kidding me. you like a sexy traffic cone. She's like in her <laughs> orange jumpsuit, and she's used binder clips to like tailor her prison jumpsuit yes. so it's more form-fitting. Yes. So funny. And she's like beloved by everyone in the prison. They're like so sad she's leaving. She's like made a bunch of friends there. Yeah, she's very popular. Of course. Yeah. So Rose, seemingly inspired by Mrs. Riva, is, by the way, wearing some cute stiletto boots now, which seems impractical as a policewoman, but I mean, okay, I'm here for it. it. Yeah. And Randy is in the back of the car and they've been dating, but they're not ready to go public just yet. And that's how the movie ends. And he's like sitting in the back of the police car. Yes. Yes. Not the front. Right. Again, this movie, it's, I thought it was likable, but. It's not, in my mind, like, a good movie. You know what I mean? Like, we kind of said, like, it's not the smartest comedy. They play on stereotypes a lot. This movie has been made before. But if you're in the right mood, you will laugh and you will have a good time watching it. Yeah. I do love Sofia Vergara. She is so beautiful and so very weird. And it's a great combination. And she just seems like a very genuine person. Yeah, yeah. This is a movie that has bloopers at the end. And they are are really funny. I love bloopers. Like, how come we don't get that on every single movie? That is one thing about, like, not really buying DVDs anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like, they should have bloopers on streaming. Do you remember when um, the illustrators for Pixar went above and beyond and gave us Monsters, Inc. bloopers? They animated Monsters, Inc. bloopers? I do not remember that, but that is amazing. And we can't even get some, like, outtakes from other movies? Come on. Just toss them up there. Yeah, that's what the people want. (laughs) Yes, exactly. We just sat through your whole movie. Reward us with a blooper. (laughs) Oh, 
This was also directed by Anne Fletcher, who is the director of Step Up, 27 Dresses, The Proposal, Dumplin'. Has a lot of amazing movies to her name. And this was Reese's fourth time producing and Sophia's first time producing. So they were kind of like in on it together. And I didn't know that they were friends, but they are friends in real life. And they're, they're a very cute friendship. Yeah, that's so cute. This did not score well on Rotten Tomatoes. It has an 8% critic score and a 35% audience score. I mean, I feel like you get it from the description, right? Like, we know why it didn't do well. Yeah, I also just feel like the bad cop storyline with Hauser and Dixon needed to be flushed out, needed a little bit more substance. I'm not totally clear on what their roles even were. It's just this, like, vague, oh, they're bad guys. And it's like, well, why? How? Yeah, like, they must be on Cortez's side because they wanted to stop the Rivas from testifying, but we don't really get any details to why. Right, right. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's a fun one-time watch if you go into it having the right expectations, but it doesn't top my list of comedies. I would agree with that. For Reese's character of Rose Cooper, we gave her a 6.75 out of 10. She's very serious about her job, has this good work ethic, but it's a classic uptight cop storyline. Like, oh yeah, we've seen that with, you know, several Sandra Bullock movies, The Heat, Miss Congeniality. Yes. I, I would say even like Murder by Numbers, though that's not a comedy. Right, right. But I really just want Rose Cooper and Gracie Hart or Agent Ashburn from The Heat to meet. Yes. That's the mashup I want. That's the oh, crossover. that's amazing. Yes, yes, yes. Overall, it's not really a super complicated character. We get a little backstory, which is nice, like pretty standard, like easy to understand, kind of a typical character. Mm -hmm. Dad is a cop. She's committed to the profession. She has something that sets back her reputation, and then she proves herself. Yeah. But it's not like super deep. Yeah. We see a little growth from her, like by the end, still by the book, but she's loosened up a bit. Very similar to the character arc for Agent Ashburn from Sandra Bullock's and Melissa McCarthy's The Heat. Yes, exactly. So for Reese Witherspoon's acting, we gave her a 4.5 out of 10 here. This is, this is a rough one for us. I feel like this is a little bit blasphemous to say, but I thought her acting was even cringy some of the times. And I think part of it is the character that she was playing. She has the over the top, you know, Southern Texas accent. It just doesn't feel super natural coming from her. It doesn't feel like a natural character. So I feel like it's you can tell very much that she's acting, which is not usually the case for her, you know? Yes, agreed. I know that we watched this kind of early on for Reese, so we were coming off of Sandra. But even now, this feels like it was more of a Sandra Bullock role. Yes. The physical comedy of it. it, Reese is just not as much of a physical comedic actress as like Sandra Bullock is, or even Sofia Vergara. I think Sofia did really well in this kind of role because it's kind of like a copy paste for her from her modern family character. Mm. Yeah. You're right. It it did just feel like a little bit forced. I think Sandra Bullock would have been excellent in this role. Yes. I think so too. I completely agree. I think Sandra Bullock would have been really good at it. Or I think if Reese had played it not quite so slapstick, I think it would have translated a little bit better. And I it clearly that's what they were going for, but I just feel yeah. like it would have been a little bit more convincing on the acting front if she weren't going so over the top with it. Yeah, it was a bit exaggerated. Like her acting yes. was consistent, but it is noticeable yes. that it just does not feel supernatural. Right, right. It feels a little bit awkward at times. Like she's clearly trying to be awkward or funny, but again, yeah, you can just tell it's acting. Mm-hmm. There are a few moments where she does well, 
And I think you notice them because the rest of the time it does feel more unnatural. But to me, those moments are when the character becomes more serious. Like when Mrs. Riva is holding the gun on Cortez, stuff like that, that it Reese is a little bit more in her element. Mm-hmm. And I thought those were some good moments. I'm trying to think because we had kind of made a note like, does she play a lot of roles like this? Because this was an earlier one of her movies we had watched. I don't think she does. I think this is pretty out of her acting realm. Like she I think so doesn't- too. Doesn't do a lot of physical comedy, slapsticky. We're saying the word slapstick a lot, but she does not do a lot of physical comedy. No. I'm like looking at the other list of movies now and there's nothing else like this. I mean, she has comedy and like a different type of comedy totally and like Legally Blonde and Four Christmases, but it's not this type of quirky, for lack of a better word, slapstick, that, that kind of thing. Just like the over-exaggerated bits. Yes. Yeah. I do think that she and Sophia have good chemistry. Like, they were cute together. Yeah, that's true. They were, they were fun together. They played off each other really well. I think they were, you see this in the bloopers, like, they're really comfortable getting up in each other's space, which yeah. made them funny together. Right. I just, yeah, I do just wish her character had been a little bit different. Yes. Yeah. Would have landed better for me. Agreed. And then for whiskey teacups for sass, we gave her a 0.5 out of two. She's like some sass, but not overly sassy. Her sass yeah. seems to come through more through her commitment to being by the book. Right. Like she sassily explains things like very matter of factly. Yeah. Where she's like section 40B part right. C1. <laughs> that's, that's my policy talk. I'm wagging my yes. finger in the air. Love it. But you know, I think we learned in Sandra Bullock's season that there's more of them one way to be a boss babe. So I think we've also uncovered with Reese that there is more than one way to show up with your sass. You know? That's true. That's true. So for Would You Watch Again, we rated this a one out of five. We both said we wouldn't watch it again. For me, there's just other comedies I would choose instead, especially even if I wanted like a cop comedy. Like I'm watching those other Sandra Bullock movies before this one any day. But I am glad I watched it once. To me, this is a great pick for an in-flight entertainment. Oh, I love when you said that. Like, you put that in our notes, and I was like, this is actually the perfect plain movie. Perfect plain movie. Open your Biscoff cookies, sip that ginger ale, barely pay attention because the guy next to you is encroaching on your space. This is that movie to just, like, get you through a flight. Yes, I'm not going to take an hour and a half to two hours out of my day when I'm at home to watch this. But if it's an option on a flight, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. It's like just like kind of numb entertainment. We should put together a list of in-flight movie recommendations. <laughs> that is a great idea. Once again, a great idea we come up with while recording. Will we do it? Who knows? Who knows? But that could just be like a one-time post. Yeah, that's a good idea. So to review for Hot Pursuit, we rated the plot a 6 out of 10, Reese's character, Rose Cooper, a 6.75 out of 10, her acting a 4.5 out of 10, a Whiskey Teacup score of 0.5 out of 2, and a Would You Watch Again score of a 1 out of 5, bringing this to a total score of 18.75 points out of 37 possible points, which means that Hot Pursuit is ranked number 34 out of 41 movies. It happens. Someone's got to be number 34. That's true. I mean, it's not the worst. It's not. Have we revealed the worst yet? I was just looking at that. The worst one we've revealed so far is Little Nikki, which is number 37. So this did do a few spots better than that. That's my litmus test for being terrible. (laughs) For how bad it is. (laughs) Yeah. 
As always, thanks for listening to the Girl Crush Podcast. Let us know your thoughts on today's movie. You can find us on Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod or TikTok at girlcrushpod. You can also visit our website, girlcrushpodcast.com. Tune in next time when we'll be talking about fear. Oh, so excited for that one. I know. It's so good. Yes. Bye. Bye. Happy 100. (gasps) Happy 100. Happy 100.